Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Now a story about a kid in Utah who's apparently a marketing genius. Because of the religious nature of that state, it's very difficult, and I mean very difficult, to purchase alcohol there. In fact, it's even pretty darn hard to get a cup of coffee. And that may have been why this kid in Brigham City set up a stand alongside the street in front of his house. Not to sell lemonade, like most kids know the sign he was holding said, Ice Cold Beer. It was root beer, of course. But the post on social media by the police department, who stopped to say hi and take his picture, said he got plenty of people to stop in for a root beer, which was ice cold, and business was actually pretty good. That's kind of sad, Cliff. Why would you say that? Well, kid's 11 years old. Something like that, yeah. And uh, people thought that would be normal for an 11-year-old. For an 11-year-old to be selling beer. (laughs) And they couldn't wait to get a hold of it. You know, it may be in short supply beer in Utah. Yeah. But even at that, yeah. When you're taking it from an 11 year old kid, there's something wrong with you. Does that not make sense? No, it, no, it makes total sense. Did you think of that when you saw the story? Not in the slightest. That's the first thing I thought of. Maybe the police ought to yeah. be investigating all the folks that stopped to buy to stop beer. To buy beer from an 11 year old kid. <laughs> yes, I think that would be the point there. You ever had a job that was so boring and monotonous that you find your mind wandering all over the place (laughs) while you're doing said job? Yeah. I had that happen to me last night, Cliff. I was... What were you doing? Well, I was weed eating. (laughs) Oh, okay. Doesn't sound like a big deal. No, and I I got... You know, I I think you can use that period of time. If you're mowing the grass or you're doing some of those those type of activities, your mind will wander. You can channel that wandering into some kind of a creative purpose. Yes. Generate a new idea, that kind of thing. Or you can, I don't know, think about baseball. Whatever it is, I don't know. Well, I was weed-eating a baseball field, so I had a lot of time, a lot of time (laughs) to think and wander. Yeah. And all of a sudden, for Mm -hmm. some reason, Mercurochrome jumped into my head that I remember as a kid. Yeah. Every time that you'd get a cut, a scrape, or something, yeah. your mom would reach into the cabinet yeah. and pull it out, and she would install the fiery spit of Satan all over you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was supposed to be some kind of, um, I don't, it's not a disinfectant, but it killed germs if you had an open wound. Apparently by fire. I think it did, yes. <laughs> I'm just wondering, can and, you even get that stuff anymore? I don't know. Or did they outlaw it because... <laughs> because it was... Cruel and unusual punishment. And it's the fiery spit of Satan, and he decided, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't know, Cliff. Johnson & Johnson, I do remember that. Yeah. They're the guys that made it. Yeah. But man, that stuff burned. I don't know if it did any good at all, but you'd have that orangish-looking... Yeah, oh, yeah. Kind of orangish-red streaks on you. You, you can still purchase it. Can you really? <laughs> yeah. Does it have a price by any chance? It's like $9 a bottle or something like that. Wow. Well... 
Kiss. Um, or you could get Neil Sporin, which basically does the same thing and is harmless. <laughs> well, <laughs> I got to feel the pain for some reason. We technology enables us to do many things that even our parents thought would never be possible. And that includes making yourself look dumb. Now, the Roomba is a robotic vacuum that's for sale in most every store in the country. Unattended, the Roomba will clean your floor and then return itself to its charging station. Now, the handy device is really not a new thing. I mean, it's been on the market for several years. Enough time for someone else to have worked out the problems about how to use it to clean your house and how not to. And that's why 23-year-old Ryan Landy of Florida, the proud new owner of the robot vac, is in the news today. Because while he bought the latest technology, he forgot that Google was his friend. Prior to purchasing said Roomba, he could have Googled Roomba Horror Stories before he turned it loose on his rug. If he had, he'd know not to let the thing run wild and vacuum if he's got a dog that's not completely house-trained. This information, by the way, is something that's common knowledge at the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast! Because... If a dog poops on your floor and the Roomba activates its little radar or whatever it uses to navigate your house, can't avoid the pile of crap, it just runs over it. And then it keeps going and going and going, literally spreading it in every corner of your home. And there's literally only one word to describe that scene. A poop-tastrophe. <laughs> you should Google Roomba Horror Stories and watch the videos. Or just vacuum your house yourself and you don't have to worry about all that. You just go around. This is true. Yes. Here's wait, Scotty. wait, no. Pick it up. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read a story this morning, Cliff, that uh, after heavy rain showers, thousands and thousands of crabs invaded the Florida town of Port St. Lucie. Really? Yes. And I got to thinking about this, Cliff, yeah. when I saw the word invade. Yeah. Let's just for a moment imagine that I'm the king of crabs <laughs> okay and I'm wanting my crab army to attack some town let's say I want the crabs to attack Princeton okay and I'm the king you're the and, king of crabs and right. so I make the announcement to the crab yeah. family that we're going after Princeton yeah but I'm telling you yeah if you think about it yes the way crabs walk sideways yeah. It would be hard to aim a crab invasion <laughs> at a specific town. I'm liable to bypass Princeton and hit Oakland City. That's right, because you'd be 90 degrees off because yeah. crabs walk sideways. Yes. <laughs> so I would have to say we're attacking Oakland City right. with the invasion of crabs. And then they'd hit Petersburg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well. you got to go with Mount Carmel. I'm going to go with Mount Carmel. Yes, there yes. you go. And then the king of crabs will dominate Princeton. <laughs> is known to be the site of a settlement of Kickapoo Indians. Yes. And there's, um, there is this legendary, a maiden, Kickapanis, of the Kickapoo tribe. Yes. And you have angered her in some way. And you have been cursed at your property. Yes. And now you've brought that crap here. Yes, because I've had crazy squirrels, now I've got a chicken. Yes. And today, at yep. Country 98.1, yep. not making it up, mm -hmm. 
there's a bat flying mm-hmm. around inside of our property. Inside the building. Yes. There's a bat. Yes. <laughs> have you seen the bat? I have seen the bat. He's roosting or whatever they do upside yes. down. He's hanging from the ceiling back in the big room. Yes. In the big uh, media, or office room back there. And yeah. this morning, Cliff, mm-hmm. everything I touch, I've been wondering, <laughs> has that bat been slobbering around on everything in here during the nighttime hours and i feel my hands are dirty at all times because i'm sitting on them now you're sitting on your hands yes i'm just you are actually sitting on your hands i know i'm I'm telling you everything in here i wonder has that bat yeah been in here all night slobbering around and crawling around he's like a mouse with wings and it's nasty and he's kind of freaking me out a little well when you walk back that way he kind of um is giving you the evil eye. You know, they've got that black, lifeless eye. Yes. And um, it's like you can't tell if they're looking at you or not. So are his eyes following you around the room as you go about your business, or is he taking a nap? No one knows. Oh, he's following me around. He's probably been all over this microphone, and I'm talking on <laughs> Right it. into it, yes. Ellen Musk back in the news, Cliff. Who? Ellen Musk, you know, the guy with the oh, electric Oh, the cars. Tesla guy. Yes. Oh, I... Okay, he I didn't wa- recognize his first name. He wants to uh, implant yeah. all of us yeah. with microchips in our heads. <laughs> now, I'm sorry, dude. The yeah. only chip that's going in my head yeah. is going to be a Pringle. <laughs> Cliff, what's happening at 8 o'clock this morning? It's true. Or some Grippo barbecues. Oh, man, I oh, forgot yeah. about those. The question is pretty obvious mm-hmm. now that he's here. How do we get rid of our bat friend. I mean, how do you get a bat outside once it's inside? I have no idea. I, I would assume some type of large net, you know, with a handle. However, I don't know that we own one of those here at Country 98.1. Maybe we could, once everybody gets here, yeah, we could all line our necks up in a row and lure him out the front door that like a, way. Oh, I don't believe it's a vampire bat. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, there was and, that and, idea. And, I, and I, I, I think we probably should be very careful with whatever we do because I believe the bat is actually on the endangered species list. Get it's the uh, species of Indiana bat that's endangered. Really? Yes. We have a special bat. We have a special bat. Oh, my. <laughs> You don't think, with my luck, Cliff, yeah. this bat that we have in here, yeah. you don't think this sucker could be radioactive and possibly bite me later <laughs> this morning. And afterwards, you, you know, know what's happening. Yeah, you're, you're going to turn into Batman. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> the curse of kick upon us continues. That's right. We, this story from the world of science is kind of a good news, bad news kind of thing. Astronomers several years ago found a previously unfound asteroid they dubbed 2006 QV89, and once its flight path was determined, those astronomers at first became alarmed because the 100-foot-wide space rock has enough mass to, at worst-case scenario, destroy most of the life on Earth as we know it. But continued work on the orbital mechanics of the thing left astronomers then saying that there was only a 1 in 7,000 chance of it hitting the planet, and in all likelihood it wouldn't pass any closer than about 100,000 miles. In either case, whatever happens, they said, was going to happen in September of 2019. So lately, 
Astronomers, as you might expect, have been recalculating the orbit of the asteroid just to make sure the astronomers to 13 years ago were correct. And since we're talking about it now, you might expect correctly that there is one problem. They can no longer find the thing. <laughs> <laughs> They've looked all over where they thought it was supposed to be with their big fancy telescopes and they just flat out can't find it. <laughs> kind of makes you wonder if it's like sneaking up on us right now, you know what? Oh, you thought yeah. I was going to be there. <laughs> yeah, there's some doubters listening this morning to this program. Doubters who did not believe, Cliff, that there's an actual bat inside our studio. <laughs> yeah. And we even had text messages, mm. pictures or it didn't happen. And we've got the pictures on our Facebook yeah. page, Weed and Cliff in the Morning. If you search uh, Facebook, Weed and Cliff in the Morning, you will see the images or the the image the best as close as I really wanted to get, let's just say yes of the uh, bat hanging on the ceiling uh, light fixture. So I understand why there could be some doubts, but we've got that settled. And this next story, there may be some doubts, but I'm telling you, this is absolutely true. Right now, yum. You know, Cliff, mm-hmm. I have mentioned many times that yum. I would like to drive the Oscar Wa- Mayer. The Wiener Wh- Mobile, yes. yes. Yes, you've you've said that several times. This is even better. Because <laughs> this is better than the Wiener Mobile. Yes. Well, no, okay. it is the Wiener Mobile. Oh, okay. Right now, yeah. you can actually yeah. spend the night in the 27-foot-long <laughs> Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. It comes with a sofa. They give you a mini fridge filled with Oscar Mayer hot dogs. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. They'll give you a grill to take home after you grill them up. Oh, really? And you get to spend okay. the night for $136. You and really? another person. Yes. It's a, t- it's a two-person Wienermobile. <laughs> okay. And a two-person. So, it's yeah, there's room for two in the Wiener. Yes. What you're saying. Okay. Yes. And All so, right. I'm thinking, Cliff, how awesome would it be? If somehow we could get that Wienermobile down here to Country 98.1 and park it out in yeah. the front parking lot of Country 98.1. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of room out there. And let me yeah. spend the night in the Wienermobile. <laughs> you want to sleep in the Wienermobile? Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm telling you, Cliff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, how I would relish the opportunity. <laughs> Just yes. a few hours from now, it all starts the 52nd annual Sant Wendell Beer Stoop in Sant Wendell. That's right. Starting at 8 o'clock tonight, they've got the Nat 2 band performing until midnight. The beer garden's going to open at 6, and admission mm-hmm. is only yeah. $5. That's a deal. Sant- it is a deal. That's a deal. And as we said yesterday, if you just decide, hey, I'm going to go to the beer stoop, and you don't know anyone there, as soon as you walk in the gate, you'll have friends. Yes. I was out back thinking yes. about that, Cliff, of all the names of the folks that we've met down there, and yeah. I thought... I'm going to start rattling them off, and then I thought, no, I'll leave someone out, and they'll feel bad. <laughs> so gather up some friends this weekend. Yes. Run through Saturday, mm-hmm. get two or three, four friends, and go on down to St. Wendell and have a yeah. great time. Because I'm telling you, mm-hmm. fun really is in their name. Let's go to the phone lines and see who All our right. contestant is. Hi, who's this? Melissa Heichelbeck. All right, Melissa, where are you from? Princeton. Are you ready to play this game? Yes. Okay. Well, you sound like you're in a hurry, Melissa, are you? <laughs> no. Oh, I, I thought maybe you was rushing us to get on with it. Oh, yeah. no, no, we're good. All okay. right. Well, here's your question, or actually not a question, a statement, Melissa, okay? Yeah. Okay. You tell me if this is true or if I made it up. Okay. Just over 70% of America's firefighters are volunteers. Oh. 
Seventy percent. Yeah, over seventy percent. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna go true. That's a lot of firefighters that are volunteers, yeah. you know, Melissa. I know. So you're sticking with that. Well, congratulations, yes! you've won the tickets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have won the tickets. They got your name on them here at Country 98.1. Melissa. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so thank, much. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. <laughs> now, that's the way you win a prize and be excited about it, Cliff. Yes. Yes. Going to the Vandenberg County Fair. That's cool. Now, Cliff, yes. I did a little research. Mm-hmm. Apparently... Yeah. Having giant flames inches from your face and yeah. smoke everywhere, people yeah. screaming, and sirens blasting mm-hmm. makes you go, hey, oh boy, this is the life. <laughs> because the new study says that firefighters yeah. have mm-hmm. the highest job satisfaction of any workers in the country, which surprises well, me. Well, at the, I mean, it's not so much about, you know, fire and smoke and all that, the danger. I guess it would be for some people. I think probably that's one of the professions where, at the end of the day, someone could say, are people better off because of what I did today? We're in the that, wrong business. <laughs> you're right. But I don't want to be around any of that danger business. Me neither. <laughs> but their average satisfaction is a nine yeah. on a scale of ten. I'm betting right now, Cliff, that yeah. not many songs in the history of music mm-hmm. have had the word tongue in the title. <laughs> I never really crossed my mind, it's actually. the only one I can think of, tip of my tongue, with Kenny Chesney okay. here on the Morning Road Show. You're frantically looking on your computer. Are you looking up tongue over there, Cliff? And I never look- thought I'd say that this I'm morning. I'm looking for songs with the word tongue in the title. Yes. There was a song by, and, I'm, and I haven't really found any country ones yet, other genres of music, like, say, Blue Oyster Cult. Who you remember is like a oh, yeah. classic rock band? Yeah. Yeah, they did a song called Unknown Tongue. Unknown Tongue. Unknown Tongue. Well, we'll see if Tip of My Tongue goes a little <laughs> higher than that. <laughs> Which kind of sounds oh, weird yeah. when you think about that. <laughs> We're moments away from Take It to the Bank. Ooh. Oh, ooh. yes. Oh, what are yes. we going to talk about today? Well, Cliff, as you well know, yeah. pro athletes, especially in the major pro sports make a lot of money yeah a lot of money yeah and endorsements Mm -hmm. are also a big part of them making a lot of money wait 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 wait, hold on you're telling me that people who are famous can make money by lending their face and their voice to a product yeah oh yeah really michael jordan i was told that was impossible michael jordan yeah you know, yeah. he teamed up with a certain shoe company. Well, Nike, yeah. See, you knew exactly He got money was. for that? He's, he didn't just do it from the kindness of his heart? He's made more money off of that cliff than he really? ever made playing basketball. I was told that was impossible. Well, it's not impossible because Michael does it. Okay. Now, somebody, yeah. somebody had to be the very first athlete mm-hmm. to get $1 million for endorsing something. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And it happened back in the 60s. Really? Which is kind of astounding. Okay. A million dollars back then. We'll tell you all about it when we take it to the bank. It's time now for our take it to the bank. Okay. The first athlete to ever get a million dollar endorsement deal did so in 1964. Okay. A company called Ebonite. 
wrote him the check <laughs> for a million dollars. Ebonite. His name? Yes. Don Carter. Don Carter is a legendary professional bowler. You knew that? Yes, I did. And Ebonite makes bowling balls. Do they still, you think? I believe they do, yes. Well, that's... That is all true. So, <laughs> he was a champion bowler. Oh, it was yeah, he was very good. So, and he's the first guy. Now that's uh, a lot of money in 1964. Yeah, in you know what? There's a um, bowling ball manufacturer, Ebonite. They have a plant in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. By the way, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yes, they are still in existence, and um, it's just ironic that of all of the professional athletes have been around. The first one to get a million dollars for an endorsement was a bowler. And when I say athletes, I mean athletes. Yeah, I don't think of them as athletes <laughs> myself. Although, you know, there's, there's two sides to that coin. Um, it wasn't until just like about 10 years or so ago, maybe 15, that the PBA bowlers could drink and smoke during the early rounds of the tournament. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, they could booze it up while they were, you know. Uh, but on the other hand... You try bowling 15 games in one day and see what your hand looks like at the end. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. Especially your hand, because, you know, it's not that far from your shoulder. <laughs> Booze it out before they play, huh? <laughs> or while they were playing, for that matter. <laughs> well, yep. all kinds of facts on Take It to the Bank this morning. Yeah, I, I probably overshared there, didn't I? It's okay. Cliff, anything said today? Yes, phrases of a day start with number three. A poop-tastrophe. Number two, it would be hard to aim a crab invasion. <laughs> but the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, we'll see if the tip of my tongue goes higher than that. <laughs> Telling you, somebody Whatever just... Whatever that means. Somebody yes. just tuned in, Cliff. <laughs> They're like, what the hell are these guys doing today? No wonder nobody listens to them. <laughs> If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.